but I know you're not. I don't, I don't want to be in that shit. I'm literally terrified of the Christ. Because he intends to destroy this world. He don't come back <clears throat> with an olive branch. No, no. The book said he came back at the head of 10,000 and he had a sword in his hand and it was dripping with blood. Isaiah the prophet saw him coming treading the wine press alone. Have you ever seen a wine press? In the old days it was a big huge vat where they put the grapes in. And you'd wash your feet and wash your legs and you would get in and, and tread the grapes down until your garment was red with the juice of the grape. They saw him coming treading the wine press alone. Treading the wicked down under his foot. America is under divine judgment even as we speak. She's a great country. The greatest on earth. But she's not righteous. And she's not righteous because there are no preachers that will condemn her evil without fear. How can you be of Jesus Christ and afraid to speak his word? How can you be of Jesus Christ and refuse to stand up for his righteousness and let everything and anything go on in the house of God and you wink your eye as though you saw nothing? So we're going to move off a little bit to the side, but we're going to continue with this picture and tell you exactly what we know. Uh, we're, we're, if you can go around to the other side of the building, that would be perfect, or where we were before. Uh, anyway, uh, Kyle, back to you. Uh, what we know now, what's going on, is we have at least two LAPD officers down. When they were confronted with, by these suspects dressed in full body armor and AK-47 uh, uh, fire, uh, this is what we heard from the dispatcher when we were on our way over here. All officers were to stay away from the scene, were to remain low because they were uh, they were receiving fire from the bank, and that was that fire was described as automatic weapon fire, AK-47 fire, to be precise. Right now, the situation is at a stalemate. There is SWAT on the situ on the scene here. They have not yet deployed. And of course, we will not tell you that uh, deployment when it does occur. But uh, suffice to say that there is SWAT on the scene right now, and the LAPD has the bank surrounded. Now, there's another officer. The officer that was down was at the corner, a little bit away from the bank. And we've also heard information that LAPD is in pursuit of a gray vehicle, which is nearby, uh, but they are not pulling that vehicle over yet because of the fear automatic weapons that have been fired so far in this in this bank robbery. 
Suffice to say that these bank robbers were well equipped with body armor and all the uh, paramilitary gear that goes along with that. So this was a, a highly planned and professional job. The problem is, of course, uh, the LAPD arrived and spoiled their plan. I just around the other side. That's right, Kyle. We're, we're receiving some more information now. We're yeah, They're around the other side of the building. We're coming around to it, I think, right now. That's as tight as we can get. Well, Kyle, we're trying to work our way around the other side of the bank now where we understand the second officer is uh, is injured. Uh, we saw, we've just seen this white sedan pull up to the scene here. Now, this could be a rescue attempt, or uh, we, were, we also were, uh, were under the impression that the... Uh, the suspects, and here we go, we have LAPD right now. Uh, okay, okay, we have some gunfire gun right now going on. We just saw some uh, smoke coming out of the side of this white car. And uh, we're exchanging gunfire in the parking lot as we speak. Uh, this is a suspect we're looking at right now, it looks like. a little bit more Dean let me get a little bit better perspective on what's going on here yeah we were under the we were under the impression that the uh, white vehicle was the suspect vehicle and we can see now that this person looks like they're going to be getting into this car uh, or uh, working on a second car also but we have seen gunfire uh, admitted from this car pointing out into the parking lot direction and uh, of course very cavalier attitude right now it's the gunman he's crouching he starts to walk away almost nonchalantly but look at him with his AK-47 now he's starting to open up. This is a guy who is almost nonchalant in the way he's walking around Very in that casual. parking lot. And sort a of indiscriminate clip full of bullets. He just sets down. Now he's changing. Another clip pulls it out of what looks like an ammunition pack, puts another clip in there, and he's getting ready to do the same thing. I've heard uh, one of the people in the bank who was just entering the bank when this was taking place, people were still lining up at the ATM machines. Here's the second gunman. He's on foot. Perhaps they feel that they have a better chance if the gunman drives and the other gunman provides tactical cover. This is almost a military type of tactical situation. These guys act as if they have had military training. As it goes, but we aren't sure. We're still trying to locate that car. And until we do, uh, we'll keep searching around this area here and keep an eye out. But right now, apparently he's moved over to a street called Archwood, and I'm not sure that's just and it's just up uh, up the street here, just a little bit north of this location. So we'll take a look up there and see if we can find the suspect uh, vehicle on Archwood. But uh, Archwood and Ranford, I think. Ar Archwood, Archwood and Ranford. Ranford, or something like that. But anyway, we'll be looking around and trying to see if we can locate this uh, car. So far, they've got one suspect down. We do have numerous people injured here. We did see an officer who was very badly injured. And, uh, okay, we have the car in sight right now. We do have the car. It's running up here just uh, 
just a little bit south of Van Owen. And as you can see, they've got bullet holes all in the windshield of this car. And I don't know what relationship this pickup truck has to that car. Oh, there, well, there he is. It's a suspect coming out of that pickup truck. And he's firing. I, I, I don't understand what, what's going on here. Oh, absolutely. I've never seen anything like this in all the time that I've been here in the city. And I've, uh, I've seen quite a few bank robberies. And this is this is just absolutely unbelievable. Normally, they would be holed up inside the bank. But uh, this is just uh, completely brazen when they come out of that bank like that with no regard whatsoever, not only for their own, own situation, but for anybody else. They're just randomly firing at anything in, in the area at all. turned off which all the power was turned off they um, we opened up the doors and everything we got through then bullets started ricocheting over our heads oh. Uh, 
this situation. We were also, one of the reasons we had to retire so quickly is that we were, I was getting reports from our fire firing on us right now. And if we can circle back around again, we're losing it behind the tree. Yeah, circle around that way if you can. And we're going to keep an eye on these two.
officers raided their apartment. Amongst tens of thousands of dollars, they found a possible cause for the gang's bizarre behavior. In the VCR was a copy of the 1995 Hollywood heist movie, Heat. The similarities between the film and the shootout are uncanny. Many officers later suffered post-traumatic stress syndrome. Three committed suicide. Others, depression and substance abuse. Mayor you know, for those of us who were here 10 years ago, there are things seared in our souls. talk about eternal justice and in particular the possibility that some of those who are dear to us might be on the wrong side of it well there's something inside every single one of us that wants to recoil from believing what God says South African Bishop Frank Retief uh, used to spend part of his time training young clergy and someone asked him what was the single most important thing that you ever told someone and he said I used to tell them to take out a red pen and write in big letters people outside of Christ go to hell and then I would tell them to stick it above their desk so that they spent the whole of their working day and indeed the whole of their life living consciously in the shadow of eternity People ask, well, how could God send anyone to hell? And we know it's not just a theoretical question. The reality is that life is fleeting. Variously, the Bible describes human life as being like a mist. It appears for a little while, 
and then it vanishes. Or a flower flourishes beautifully, but the wind comes and it's gone. Or a sigh. We enter out our life with so many hopes and aspirations and dreams, but then, just like a sigh, we're gone. And the question comes, and then what? Our primary aim this morning, as it is every time when we get together as a church, is to listen to what God says in his word. If we want to have an accurate understanding of the Christian faith, whether we're on the inside of it or the outside looking in, we'll only find that in God's word, the Bible. And if we are ourselves Christians, then this book will be our rule and our authority. Even when, and perhaps especially when, we don't particularly like what it has to say. You'll see on the sheet we've just got one main point this morning, but then three implications will flow from it. So here's our main point. Jesus, the mighty warrior, will one day destroy all who oppose him. Let's read from verse 1. Who is this who comes from Edom in crimson garments from Bosra, he who is splendid in his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength. So we've got a watchman uh, standing on the walls of Jerusalem and in the distance he can see someone approaching from Bosra, which is the capital of Edom, and that is the land of God's enemies. And initially at least the watchman isn't sure who it is. What is clear is that he's someone to be reckoned with. Here is someone dressed in bright robes and even his walk exudes strength and power and might. This is a mighty man. But who is it? The visitor says, it is I, speaking in righteousness, mighty to save. That phrase, it is I, is a characteristic way with which God introduces himself, identifies himself in the Bible. So this visitor is God himself. And as always in the Bible, he's a speaking God. But would you notice with me that he's described as speaking in righteousness? It's just a little marker post for us. Because it reminds us that even though we may not like what he has to say, what God says is always consistent with his character. Righteous, good, right, and true. This is the God who alone knows the past and the future. This is the only one in the universe who can tell us what will happen beyond the grave. And what he says is right. By now, the visitor's a bit closer. The watchman can see that his garments aren't in themselves red, but have been stained red. And that prompts a second question. Verse 2, why is your apparel red? And your garments like he, his who treads in the winepress. He's thinking, I've seen this sort of thing before, but you, you don't look like a laborer who's been treading grapes in the vineyard. So where's the red in your clothing come from? And the answer may well stick in our throat this morning. Verse 3. He says, I've trodden the winepress alone, and from the people no one was with me. I trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath. Their lifeblood spattered on my garments and stained all my apparel. For the day of vengeance was in my heart and my year of redemption had come. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was appalled, but there was no one to uphold. 
So my own arm brought me salvation and my wrath upheld me. I trampled down the peoples in my anger. I made them drunk in my wrath. And I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. Everything, which is like unfair. I'm pretty sure I'm glad I have some kind of talent because if I didn't, I probably would hate you. <laughs> I, 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 I literally pro I probably would hate you. But uh, it seems like whatever he does, man, he always just pushes it to another level than the average nigga couldn't. Like he 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 never gets seasoned whatever he does. But uh, take this time out to introduce Don Michael. I'm Don What's Michael. Uh, AKA Tracks Trigger. A lot of people know me as Tracks Trigger, the producer. I changed my name back, well, I unchanged my name from Tracks Trigger back to Don Michael Jr. because that's my real name and it's a dope ass name. So I was like, yo. It I'm is. Just, it I'm sounds really professional. Doesn't it sound like a fucking superhero? It does. Like, yo, it's two first names, you know what I mean? So right, like, right, right, right. I feel like you have to say the whole name together. You can't right. say that's, Don. That's, and that's you why have to say Don Michael Jr. That's what I wanted, you know what I mean? But I mean, the, the real reason, like it's actually like a real reason why I changed it back was because, you know, I was putting out my first solo album and I know everybody knows me as Tracks Trigger and I got a, a track uh, a track record in the history which as the name Tracks Trigger, but I wanted to change it back to Don Michael because I, my first album, the initial thought of it was um, <clears throat> something for me to do for my daughter. I wanted my daughter to be a diamond bullet right through my forehead. If anything ever happened to me, to go back and when she got and I thought, my God, the genius of that. 
the genius, the will to do that. Perfect, genuine, complete, crystalline, pure. And then I realized they were stronger than me because they could stand up. These were not monsters. These were men, trained cadres. These men who fought with their hearts, who have families, who have children, who are filled with love. But they have the strength, the strength. If I had 10 divisions of those men, then our troubles here would be over very quickly. You have to have men who are moral and at the same time who are able to utilize their primordial instincts to kill without feeling, without passion, without judgment, without judgment. Because it's judgment that defeats us. Fool you. You know what? Triggs is a real nice guy. It's that simple. He's a very 
nice guy. His father loves his family. A little before 6 tonight, police say Triggs got into some kind of altercation with another man. During the altercation, um, we have a victim that sustained a gunshot wound to the torso. Came to the bank. Um, to Wells Fargo, and I heard the gunshots. How many gunshots did you hear? Um, about four, four shots. The unnamed suspect took off, leaving Triggs to die on this North Hollywood sidewalk, just feet from a tattoo parlor where friends and family gathered tonight. Triggs was a famed tattoo artist, but he was also an actor and a model, his unique appearance fitting right in in music videos. He was also a longtime graffiti artist who spent time in prison for painting his art all over the Southland. But he was also a part of an exclusive worldwide group of artists known as Seventh Letter. Willie T was a fellow member. This well, is one of the most outstanding officers this country's ever produced. Right now, I'm just. He was great. He was outstanding. Every way. He was a good man, too. He's a humanitarian man. And there are a lot of people struggling with this news here tonight. Triggs had several children he joined the special now left forces. without a father. And police at this point still Back have no name is, to suspect. Uh, We're live in North Hollywood tonight. Jory Rand, ABC 7 Eyewitnessing. Methods became unsound. And sound. Now he's crossed into Cambodia with his Montagnard army of his that worship the man like a god and follow every order, however ridiculous. Well, I have some other. Shocking news to tell you. Colonel Kurtz is about to be arrested for murder. I don't follow, sir. Murder too. Kurtz had ordered the execution of some Vietnamese intelligence agents. Many he believed were double agents. So he took matters into his own hands. Well, you see, Willard, in this war, things get confused out there. Power, ideals, old morality, and practical military necessity. But out there with these natives, it must be a Temptation to be God. Because there's a conflict in every human heart between the rational and the irrational, between good and evil. And good does not always triumph. Sometimes the dark side overcomes what Lincoln called the better angels of our nature. 
Every man has got a breaking point. You and I have. Walt Kurtz has reached his. Very obviously, he has gone insane. come down on them just throwing uh, balls of fire randomly. Jones, do you realize what the art is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. Power or humidity levels in one hour dropping Thursday from 35% down into single digits, drier than most deserts. Gentlemen, you've seen a lot of fires in your time. Chief, have you ever seen a fire like this? Nothing like this. Been to a lot of fires, uh, both in the city and outside of the city. Nothing compares to what what we saw that night. things that really shocked us um, the next morning looking at that where there was a vehicle upside down you know 100 feet in the coffee park on my shop i saw my truck was already fired and fire was not coming even close to the building yet i saw my truck was already fired and fire was not coming even close to the building yet anything like this right behind me this is a this was part of a trailer park 
that is gone. There's nothing left. Fires still burning, many of these from the gas line in a fog, but it's the middle of the day here. But do you get a sense, and, and I know you haven't been there long, um, but from folks starting to come up that they're almost like, what just happened? Like, is it there? It looks like a calm situation. I mean, weather-wise, it looks a lot a lot calmer than it used to be, but it's, it's almost just like, did that really just happen? And, and there's nothing there at that location. I, I think people just like the Bible kind of says, how I'm feeling, it's basically an intergalactic invasion this like into this space through people. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, it's what all the ancients said, it's what they warned of, it's what we're dealing with. They're demons. They're freaking interdimensional invaders, okay? I'll just say it, make fun of me all you want on CNN or wherever, but everyone already innately knows this. These people are not freaking humans, okay? Is a goddamn demon. Excuse me, taking a word. It's not taking it in vain. She is a demon, damn to hell. Excuse me. I said I'd play the Trump speech. I don't even know if I can go to calls now. I'm too upset. All I know is whether they're interdimensional demons, whatever they are, let's say that's an allegory. All I know is they're the same thing. Psychopaths operate. They're not human. I don't like them. Okay? <laughs>